Hello and welcome to Voice of the Makers, where makers let their voices be heard, all while building our very own community. It's the host, Ginger, that's me, your girl, and I'm so happy to be back with a new episode. This is episode 23, y'all, so this train is still moving. And, you know, it's all about helping people be better makers, be better content creators, just creatives of all nature, even if you work for someone that is yours, you know, you own it. So you want to make it your own. So I don't want anyone to think that my podcast is just for a certain group of people. No, it's for all creatives. We're all created equal, you know? So that's why I have this platform, but let's get into episode 23. It's about the pros and cons of being a creative. And I'm so happy that I got to record this conversation with my girl, Brandy Champ, who I met on social media. She is such a dope person and she's a content creator. And on top of all of that, she has her own podcast. It's called The Champ Is Here. I have the link in my show notes and you can follow her on Instagram at Brandy Champ. But before we go into all of that, I just want to remind you that you're going to get some tips, you're going to get some nuggets to walk away with and implement them into your life, your brand, your business. Even if you work for a company, you can make that thing your own. So don't feel like this particular podcast is just for one group of people. It's not. We're all creative. God gave us gifts. So don't not listen because you figure you don't fit into this particular model. Yes, you do. We're all creative. So just chill, get your favorite drink, whatever it is, if you're listening on your lunch break and absorb this conversation because, you know, you don't get this stuff for free, not the gems that we're dropping. All right, relax, listen to the introduction of the commercial, and then we'll go right into the episode. Hold up. Before we get into episode 23, I believe a few of you have been forgetting to leave a top five rating and review in Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Mm-hmm. You're asking me for episodes. You're giving me great feedback, but you know, it helps for me to know what kind of content to give you and to build my platform when you leave those ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please, please, please take your time. Drop a line or two or three, letting me know anything. You know, if you like episode 20, for example, if you prefer when I speak about topics that I've had experiences in, or if you love when I have guests on, this just helps me to create the content that you are in need of. Again, I'm here to build a community. This isn't just for me. So I appreciate it. Thank you. And let's get into the episode. That's it. Voice of the Makers, y'all. Hey guys, so for those of you who are listening on The Voice of the Makers, my name is Brandy Champ and I have a podcast called The Champ is Here and in a few months I will be launching some products, some really cool ones, so I told my listeners to save some coins, you guys can too. (laughs) Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, it's like I I totally wasn't recording for a point and I didn't realize it. Oh, Um, goodness. (laughs) Yeah, but listen, we're doing this for the first time, guys, so bear with us, right? So today we're going to talk about the pros and cons of having your own, your own outlet, whether you're like Ginger, who's a maker, or you're like me, who is a content provider via 
my podcast and who is about to become a maker of sorts, right? So we're just going to delve right into it. So what's the pro that you have, Ginger? The pros of being um, a creative maker, what have you, is being able to express yourself on a platform like social media, right? So before I was creating at home and just showing my work like little kids show their work to their their parents, to my friends and my family. But, you know, using social media just to keep in contact with people, I thought about why don't I take what I make and show people what I'm doing and maybe they're interested and maybe I can take it from a hobby to something that brings me income. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much one of the pros. The other pro is... Brandy, it keeps me sane. <laughs> it keeps me sane. I am a mother. I'm a wife, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, there's so many different avenues I could take in order to express myself. But I've always loved fashion. I've always loved accessories. And I always thought that jewelry makes the outfit and the look just pop. So I said, you know what? maybe I should try my hand at it. So I did that. And it just brings me so much joy to create things and feel like my worth is more than just being a mom and being a friend and a daughter and a wife and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. those are my two top pros for being a maker. Okay. Yeah. No, those are really good. And I totally understand the keeping you sane. When I launched the Champions here, you know, Ginger, and I think some of you know, um, my boyfriend had passed away. So it literally kept me sane, the Champions here. Right. And um, I've always been a content creator of sorts. And it has always been my little piece of sanity in the world, um, especially for someone like me who I work a nine to five. So when you are of the world and you feel like you're giving all of you to someone else's dream, you need to still keep some of yours. So for me, that is definitely my pro as well, the sanity. And, um, I know you're already at this place where it gives you the financial freedom. You're not working, but my future pro will be that it will afford me to eventually stop the nine to five game. Exactly. Yeah. As I go into, like I said, I'm about to do some merch. So as I branch off into the merch part, um, you know, hopefully all of this goodness will afford Brandy a life. (laughs) Definitely. You know, before we go too far, like everybody has a different dynamic. Like if it wasn't for my husband, I probably couldn't do this full time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's I definitely love to hear the story about people that work a nine to five and they're a maker and they, they have their, you know, their dream job going on behind the scenes. Because, you know, one day if you're consistent enough, it'll get to the point where, like you said, it will be the bread and butter. So, yeah. you know, that's for, I'm, I'm glad that we're on here coming from two totally different perspectives, but with a similar goal, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's cause, you know, the reality is it's really hard when you're working. I have kids and then navigating, finding time for this. So the consistency has always been an issue for me. And I think the, Hello, is anybody even here? Part <laughs> has um, 
been another issue. But I think for me on this journey, like I said, I'm about to take it to another level with the merch. I finally, after 10 years in this content creation game, have found my lane. You know what I mean? The lane that works for me. Because like you, I've always been into fashion. Um, I'm a writer of sorts. So the things that I'm bringing play on to both of those aspects of my life. And I think that because it's what's in my heart, the same way the making the jewelry and creating the jewelry is in yours, this is why they are succeeding, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, I I get it. So we've done the fun stuff, the pros, right? We've given you that. Can I start with a con? Go ahead. (laughs) So one of the major cons for me, and it's coming from other people, it is people not respecting what I'm doing. And when I say not respecting what I'm doing, I mean in regards to, oh, you have a podcast. Can I just be on? And they've never listened to it. You don't know my vibe. You don't know my audience. And you think I'm just going to jump on here and give you a microphone? Excuse me? It's like, put some respect on my name, no matter what level of the game I'm on, you know? Exactly. So that's my major con. What's your major con? My major con is similar to yours. Well, people don't take you serious. And they expect discounts because they're family and friends and stuff. And it's like, you know, you can't walk in Target talking that same conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I shop at Target all the time. I post your pictures. Can I get that sweater for free? No, you go going to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just how it is. But it, it's, it's got to, it has to be a breakthrough where people say, you know what? If we are the consumer and the consumer is also my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I take my friend's small business or the beginning of their podcast and make it something big so they can be on the level where they're on BET awards, um, getting awards, or they're, you know, getting um, different opportunities to be to build that platform and be bigger than they already are. Instead of, you know, waiting until someone else comes along, a freaking stranger, and then we're where we were going to be. And now they want to jump on. Oh, Brandy, you remember, girl, I was big up in you on Facebook. You like one post. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> you buy earrings when I put the discount code up, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the huge cons, as you said, the respect. And it goes a long way. But I also like to say, you give what you, you get what you give. And one thing I can say about you, Brandy, since I've known you, you've always been a giver. And, and I don't know you personally far as meeting you in real life, you know, but you've mm-hmm. always been a giver and that's why you're receiving so many blessings. That's why your podcast is growing. That's why you're getting interviews. You know, that's why you're in the game because you're a giver. So, so never let anybody take that away from you. You know, they try. And and you touched on something really important. So Ginger and I actually met on Periscope. Um, I don't know how many years ago now, what, like four? And, uh, you know, we connected on there. And then now we have a friendship. And Ginger makes jewelry. And if you guys know me, you know, I don't really wear jewelry, but I managed to find ways to still buy stuff from her store. And I have literally never asked Ginger for a discount. And I think that 
we need to support our people however we can because I'm respecting what she's given, you know, the products that she's making and what it is that she's doing. And I've given them as gifts. I still have her painting though of Jeffrey. That's mine. <laughs> um, but I think that that's what we need to do. We need to bring it back there. And, um, you know, what I do want to know from you, as I said, I'm about to launch a couple of products in the next, like, maybe four to six months. Um, I'm just working out the kinks as far as keeping the price reasonable, but still giving the highest of quality. And how do you deal with the people that come to you for discounts without being nasty? Well, basically what I do is when people ask me for discounts, I try to explain the value of what they're getting, you know, like this is handmade, one of a kind. You're not going to get this anywhere from Target or I know I'm shouting out Target a lot because we both like it. But, you know, you're not going to get this from your local vendor and really just explaining to people my value. And and that's important. If they don't see the value, they're not your consumer. I think we we spend too much time trying to convince someone who is in our audience and we miss our actual audience. Yeah. Yeah. And you just touched on something. People that are not our audience. Right. Um, because, you know, yeah, you want to give your friends and your family discounts. And granted, when I launch my products, I will give some away, um, you know, to my family or whatever. But I think it's a level like my brother-in-law makes shirts, right? He sells like, well, he owns a barbershop. But on one of the things he does, he has merchandise, too. You know, I've never asked for a free shirt. Now, he gives them to me, but... Mm-hmm. When I went in one day to buy, he was like, here, just take everyone that you don't have. Because I had already had some. His brother used to buy them for me. But I never asked. You know what I mean? It was something that he did. And I think that that's what we need to do. You know, remember that they're in this to make money. Now, if they're nice enough to give it to you and they can afford, let's be clear, because these things cost money. So if they can afford to give it to you, then that's great. And thank you. But don't make them feel like they have to give it to you. Right. It's not an obligation. Like I have consistent customers that sometimes I surprise them with a free gift, you know, or a discount code. Um, I put it in their, their order, what have you, because you definitely want to build a camaraderie with them. However, when you go in the gate and you're spending your money, you have to be smart about it. So you can't go ahead and give everything away. So. Yeah, no, that really makes sense. I mean, you know, this game is really crazy. And that's why I love your podcast, Um, even though I'm not a maker in the sense of I'm making things. Just so you guys know, her stuff is handmade and it's all one of a kind. Um, Even though I'm not on that aspect of it, I still learn a lot because I'm on the content creation part. And even though I'll never, I could girl my hands, like my creativity just does not work that way. I commend you for having those skills and the patience to, to make, but I will have the things. And, you know, so I learned so much from you. So if you guys are in any kind of content creation game, Ginger is definitely someone that you can learn from because she's giving you, like she said one day on her show, the meat and potatoes where people are literally selling you flaxseed and you're spending $90 on flaxseed for a stupid ass class. I call it like I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
These people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars selling you garbage. True. And, you know, people will buy that, but they won't support their own people. And there was a meme going around. And tell me if you agree with it. You know, I hate memes, though. But <laughs> it was going around and it said strangers, your friends and family won't support you until strangers are screaming your name. It was something along those lines. And that is so true. And that is so real. It is. And, you know, I agree with that 100%. But, you know, to go a little deeper, it's really, Brandy, it's not about the hating. It's really because you grew up with your friends, you grew up with your family, they know you on a different level. So when you branch out to do something different it's different for them it takes them Mm -hmm. aback a little bit and so therefore they almost don't know how to approach you or how to support you because they put you in this box and it's not until you reach a certain level of success when they're going to be like oh yeah I remember that but but here's the key the key is for us to not harp on that just understand understand that ignorance and Ignorance is bliss, and then educate them, and then say, yeah, okay, well, once I finish doing this podcast that I have going on in Houston, Texas, I'll get with you. (laughs) No, No, and it's so true. Like, I don't have any ill will toward anyone who doesn't listen, if that makes sense. Like, because I understand it on a different level. Now, if this isn't your thing, this isn't your thing. You know what I mean? So, but it also changes the conversations that I have. So, I would never talk to you about it. And I think that this is a lesson that we all need to learn. Um, You know, we can't force things on our people, but it also doesn't make them any less our people. And I feel like social media tries to make it as if they don't support you, then they're not for you. Excuse me, bitter Sally. Like, (laughs) that doesn't mean that they're not for me. That just means that it's not their thing. And I don't want anyone to buy my products or listen to my show that is forced, if that makes sense. Like, I want you to be here because you want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want you to wear a shirt that says the champ is here because you yourself feel like the champ and you're here. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I don't want you to do it because ugh, this is Brandy's and that's why I'm doing it. No, because then that's counterproductive and you're not really helping. <laughs> you know, like I want you to wear that shit and be proud the same way you want people to wear your jewelry and be proud and be happy. So I think that that whole social media vibe that's going on, I'm seeing a lot of posts about it. I think it's bogus. I do too. Like, and I feel like there's so much anger in the world and there is a sense of entitlement that I'm seeing running around. And I've always seen it on some level, but I feel like because, you know, there are a lot of people who decide to go in business today and they expect the whole room to shake for them. You know, like how many years have you've been doing jury for what, like eight years now, right? For eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So, and someone will think that they're going to start making jury today and be at the place that you are eight years in. Right. But you know why? It's because social media paints this instant picture. Because mm-hmm. we are an instant society. We like everything hot and now, ready and now, whatever um, Little Caesar's Pizza says. And so, <laughs> therefore, 
when I see you post something and people are commenting and they're buying, I feel like that can happen for me too. But Mm -hmm. that's a syndrome because everybody doesn't have the same level of success. But I will say this, if you're consistent and you probably know this with posting your podcast, consistency gives you growth. Consistency equals growth. When you fall off or when you relax and, and I won't say taking a break is falling off. I say taking a long ass break is falling off. But if you come back, you know, rejuvenated with some good content, then you did what was necessary so that you can produce something good and something worth it, as opposed to trying to stay on schedule, stay on target. And now you're putting out all this fluff that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And I think that people who are not content creators don't understand the level of work that goes into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be mentally draining because you want to not only keep a conversation going, but you have to keep your audience engaged. And then you have to not be mentally drained. You have to have the right mindset to be able to like, there's so many facets that go into this. And for me, I'm 10 years into the content creation game. I've had like four websites sites, you know, blogs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they've all had different levels of success, but I was never consistent. And I know I could be at a different level, but you know, you have to find your way. Like it is nothing more daunting than sitting in front of a computer and writing and feeling like the crickets are only there with you. Um, it takes a, it takes a different kind of person to bring them up from the mud. And I always make a point to say, even when I had my blog, the one that brought me like, you know, sponsorships and things like that, my audience was not in America. My audience, my largest audience was in the UK. Oh, wow. Like how insane is that? That's crazy. You know, and meanwhile, I'm talking about, I don't even remember what the damn blog was about. If you ask me now, I don't remember. But, you know, it's like, I'm from New York City and my audience is in the UK. And that just also showed that your fucking people, sometimes they don't, you you don't have what they want. And to try and find the audience is one of the hardest things. Yes, it is. It's so hard. Um, And I think that people who are, not in this game. They just don't get it. And, you know, I used to want to write books. I don't anymore. You know, maybe one day I'll do like short stories. I, you know, a compilation of short stories, but, um, it's just kind of like, yeah, you could put out a book of yourself on Amazon and get the 70%, 30% split 70 for you. But it's like, is anybody going to buy this shit? (laughs) Right. You know, you got to like even Instagram is a game. You got to post all the time to have people start following you and want to follow you. And that shit takes so much patience that I I don't have. Um, But that's one of my issues that I have to work on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's just so many pros and cons to this. But if you love it, it'll fall in line. And I think that if you take nothing else from this episode, that's what you take from it. Right. 100%. Make it your own. You know, if it brings you joy, then it's worth it being consistent. And, you know, don't spend so much time explaining yourself to people. And that's one thing I think you and I have mastered. We don't really waste a lot of time with that because we know time, that time can be used to figure out how to use all these apps and all these different things that we're learning as we grow. And that's another thing people don't understand. There's no book. There's no guru out there that can tell you how to be successful. Yeah. 
nothing. It's just, yeah, you can look at people on Instagram and some people are just downright lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like they had, they went viral for something and boom, that's it. Like it, it's literally a game of craps, you know, like you really don't know how it goes. But what I will say, I went to a concert last night um, in Coney Island and Casanova, he is my ghetto guru. Like he had my favorite gutta rap song of the summer last year. Mm-hmm. And um, what he said to the audience was, and I want you guys to take this with you. He said, I did seven years in the state penitentiary. Three years of those were spent in solitary confinement and nigga, I made it. So don't ever give up on your dreams. And that is gospel right there. So it doesn't matter, even if it's a real career with, and and I use the word real loosely, but I mean, working for another company and you want to get to a certain level in that company, don't ever give up on that dream. Shit, my homegirl had a chance meeting with the fucking president of Rock Nation yesterday and she shot her shot, you know, and he gave her his assistant's email. Like, so never give up. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what it is that you think you can't get. That's all I got. (laughs) It's like, how does Angela, um, why do I keep calling Amanda Seals, Angela Seals? How does she go? (laughs) (laughs) So what we have six minutes left. Okay. Well, let's hit five, you know, my favorite thing that I do on Voice of the Makers. Five words that I'm just going to, you know, call out to you and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. You know, it could be a sentence, it could be another word, just whatever. So I'm going to start, Brandy, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. And that word is branding. Creativity. Creativity, yeah. That's pretty much summing branding up. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next word, social media. That's two words. The zoo. The zoo. <laughs> it, it's <freaking laughs> zoo. Driving my life every freaking day. <laughs> media. Okay. Friends. Love. Yeah. I love my friends most times. Mm-hmm. All right. Success. Stability. Stability. I like that. And last but not least, music. Soul. Yeah, it feeds your soul. I'm telling you, without music, I don't know how I would make it most days. Girl, this is why every summer I give myself a ratchet anthem, like one hood song um, that like hypes me up. Like, then that's it. Like this year, it's Welcome to the Party by some little, and it's always like the most ratchetest song ever, like gang banging music. Yeah. And I just got on the baby. I went to New Orleans for my class reunion and they would listen to the baby some song he has out and I'm like what the the baby like mm-hmm. that's that's my gel right now I like it yo like I'm t- there's nothing like like you know I'm an R&B queen like I love R&B you guys know I think I can sing but like there's nothing like a good ghetto rap song 
to like just put you in a mood and in a place. And this concert I went to last night, it was actually free too. New York City did it. And um Every rapper was a gangbanger. Like, it was like blood and crip city. Like, Jim Jones was like Sue Wooing on the stage. Casanova was crip walking. But there, it was complete unity in that audience, even though everyone was from a different borough of New York City. People even came from Staten Island. And if you know New York City, Staten Island is like the pits of hell. Like, <laughs> people even came from Staten... Like, seriously, you got to either take a boat or pay a, a toll. So right. it's legit the pits of hell. Um, I don't think I've ever been on Staten Island to, like, hang out. Um, yeah, that's how it is. But like people literally were from all over New York City. And like, so imagine being in a room with primarily like at a concert, it held 5,000 people. It was in the Ford Amphitheater. And everybody was from different gangs, from different sets, whatever. I'm talking like gang lingo. They say sets. <laughs> <laughs> But it was nice, but it was nice. Yes, and that's the point. And if they can have this much unity, why can't we have it in our everyday lives? Exactly. Like, Willow Smith right now, amen in everything you say. Yes, like, but seriously, like, you know how they paint gangs to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't hang with gangbangers, but they painted, they're painted in such a negative way. But all of these people were able to be in there and they were su-wooing and crip walking, you know, and everybody was chill, smoking their weed and whatever. Like, will I ever do it again? Probably not. But I was safe and that was the point. And it wasn't even like a ton of police. It wasn't anything like that. It was very chill. And these are like major celebrities. Like Casanova and Jim Jones are pretty known, you know. And then everyone else was like smaller, like local New York City artists or ones coming up. But I say I like to say, like, if they can be unified, we can be unified. Like the, the racial tensions that's going on are insane. I have to send you the video of the little boy um, who, whose parents bought him a basketball in the Nike store and the manager chased them out and got the police saying that they didn't pay for it. So his parents were so mad. They showed the receipt and they were like, and now you've ruined a moment for my son and I'm returning the ball. Like what kind of country are we living in where these retailers like this racial tension is getting out of control i feel like it's 1964 i'm sick of it i'm sick it, of it. It, 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 i don't know how we went here guys but we needed to go here <laughs> <laughs> like but it's crazy it's kind of like what's that song we're gonna end you guys with the song we are the world right it was like we are the world we are the children <laughs> We are the ones who make a brighter day. Like, but it's real talk and we need to get back there, guys. Um, so this episode was really fun. I yes. love it. Like me and Ginger, we've been planning this for months. We finally got our schedules together. Uh, shout out to the voice of the maker listeners. I listen. I love Ginger. Um, shout out to the champions here listeners. I love y'all. Yes. Like, um, you know, let me do it like in the words of Jim Jones. <laughs> you know, because remember, guys, have fun. Life is stressful. Like, laugh. Like, I laugh every day on purpose because we need it, man. 
So, um, yeah, that's all I got. You want to sign out, Ginger? You want to say anything? Thank you all for listening, for tuning in. We hope that this episode was really insightful. And Brady, thanks for having me. And I hope to have you on Voice of the Makers too, because we always need a champ in the building, you know? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Talk to you soon, Ginger. All right. Bye. Bye.